Welcome to a new episode of Good People Talk, which is the podcast series of the Good People Fund, in which we interview changemakers and see what they're doing, how they are seeking to make an impact in the world, and what we can learn from that. Today, we are sitting with Abby Sandak, who is the founder and executive director of Just Imagine. Abby is based in the Washington, D.C. area. Abby is finding extremely innovative ways to prepare minority inner city youth as they look to their futures and prepare even for a college career. Abby, thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure spending the last couple hours here in your office and learning more about your operation and the impact that you're having. A article off of your website indicates that going to overnight summer camp for a child or a young adult is an immense preparation for college career and success beyond that. Can you talk about that? Because that's the basis, I think, of everything that you're trying to do here. We absolutely think that the sleepaway camp experience is a huge part of preparing kids to go away to college. Um, When you go to sleepaway camp, you are away from home. You are learning to live and coexist and cooperate with people from all over the world who may have very different backgrounds from you. Your independence is being tested. You're doing things for yourself that you might not have to do at home. And so kids who go to sleepaway camp, when they do go away from home for college, have already had that experience, and that's one less obstacle to really keep them from succeeding. So how does that, how does that play out, though, in, in terms of real experiences? You know, going to, going to overnight <coughs> summer camp, adopting skills that are going to be really useful in college or thereafter. Well, you know, if you, if you don't go to sleepaway camp and you go away to college for the first time and you're away from home for the first time, you're being put in a small room with a complete stranger. You are being asked to live with this person and, and get along um, at least reasonably well. You are doing your own laundry. You are responsible for making sure you're being fed and making sure that you are taking care of yourself. And, you know, your parents are not with you. They are at least a phone call away. And for a lot of kids, I mean, even if even if you have gone to sleepaway camp, that's still going to be an adjustment. But if you've already had the experience of being away and you've already had the experience of living with new people and of, you know, adapting to a new environment in that way, you're a step ahead. So you're all about summer camp, then, yes. right? <laughs> and you yourself are a, uh, a product of summer camp, going back through your childhood and even into your young adulthood as a counselor administrator. Yes, I went to Kutcher Sports Academy from the time I was 11 until I was 18, and then I became a counselor. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I became you know, a division leader and um, later an administrator. And so up until four or five years ago, I actually still worked at camp in the summer because I was um, a teacher. Okay. And so I had summers off. Camp has just always been... You know, some of my best friends in the world are people that I met at camp. Still. Still. Um, the college that I decided to go to was as a result of somebody I knew from camp who had gone there and raved about it. You know, my siblings also went to sleepaway camp and felt similarly. It's just always been an experience that I wouldn't have traded for anything and that I was passionate about giving my students the opportunity to 
also experience. Okay. The organization that you created how many years ago? Just imagine. It depends how you're counting, but we were about eight years old. Okay. And the dream behind Just Imagine was to initially at least give kids and young adults those same wonderful memories and those same wonderful experiences and lessons that you just described you had yourself. Absolutely. And the kids that I was working with at the time were not kids who were going to be able to afford that experience mm -hmm. on their own. Um, and culturally, those sleepaway camp experiences were not things that their families were used to and or even really in support of. So um, a challenge to even convince their parents to let them go. And we, I just felt really passionately about the fact that getting out of your environment and being exposed to new people and new sports and the outdoors and swimming and fishing and the lake and all kinds of things that you don't get to do in the city, I thought, you know, was really important mm -hmm. and valuable. Okay. The initial group of students you were seeking to give this opportunity, mm -hmm. were they, were they, they were disadvantaged to a certain degree. That yeah, they would not they, have been able to afford the experience. They wouldn't have been able to go, but for the fact that you were trying to make this a priority for them. Yes. And from that, those two initial students I think you were talking about, this has now grown into an organization that currently embraces 100, at least 100 students. Yeah, we have approximately 100 students um, involved in the program right now. We just graduated our first class of 10. Wonderful. Um, and so they will, they're not counted in that number, but we have about 85 kids going to camp this summer through us, and then another 15 or so that are um, going into their senior year of high school. Okay. And so they're working or interning or doing something else that's going to prepare them. Okay. And to be really clear, this has morphed into more than just, as if it would not have been enough, but this has morphed into a program that is not just giving... Uh, kids an opportunity to go to summer camp. It's developed into so much more than that. Can you share a bit about that? Sure. This first group that just graduated, we kind of grew up with them. And so when it became clear that, that they were heading to high school and they needed preparation for what was going to come next, we took on those things. And so we started going on college tours and we started uh, providing SAT and ACT prep classes. We started a workshop series that, you know, covers everything from cooking to financial literacy, job interviewing, emotional health, basically one-off workshops on, on things that would help them in college or when they're on their own. Um, we just did the best we could to to create a well-rounded college prep experience so that when our kids did apply to college, they knew what their options were. They knew what it felt like to be on the campus of a small HBCU or a large state school or, you know, a small liberal arts school. We wanted them to, to make informed decisions, and they were definitely ready to do that by the time they applied. So it's gone from, it's more from a camping, uh, overnight camping experience in the summertime to quite formalized programs on life skills building as well as college prep and giving these students the skills to get into a good school and allowing them to dream big, right? Absolutely. What's, when you think about these 10 who were in the original cohort, mm -hmm. right? The ones who are 
presumably going to go to college this, or, or are set to go to college this fall, right? Yes. Who pops out in your head as poster kid of success? They're all really wonderful and are all doing things this coming year that are going to be wonderful and beneficial for the future. One of our students, his name is David, mm-hmm. was actually just the valedictorian of his high school and will be going to Georgia Tech. And the majority of that will be covered between scholarships and uh, the Bill Gates Scholarship Program. So, you know, we're definitely looking for big things from David. But all of our students are uniquely wonderful and setting out to do great things. One of them is going to Temple on a dance scholarship. One of them is going to go play football. Some of them are, are trying to be entrepreneurs and are building small businesses. They're, they're each, you know, going to be really successful. And it's going to be exciting watching what comes next. And again, all of these kids, they're young adults now, they're about to go to college. They all are minority disadvantaged youth who may not have had this opportunity, but for a lot of people who are helping them along the way, including you and the the staff of Just Imagine. Yeah, I, I think that we have definitely helped expose them to their options. We've definitely done the best we could to to give them every opportunity to do well on standardized tests and, and to set them up to be as attractive a candidate for admissions as possible. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. That must have or demand of you having a relatively large infrastructure of workshop providers and camp relationships, etc. It's really grown from those two kids that you were lending a hand to early on. Sure. I mean, we've been really lucky in that we work with some really great people who either introduce us to new camps or they introduce us to people who can provide a unique workshop experience or or can teach an SAT prep class. Very often when we go to visit colleges, somebody has put us in touch with an admissions officer or a student athlete or somebody who can just kind of enrich those college visit experiences to be something more than they would get if they were to get on a bus and drive down the East Coast with, you know, 150 of their closest friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this is definitely grown into something where there are a, there's a village of people who are helping us on our mission. I, I, love the, I love the fact that you use the word village, right, because it always comes back to it takes a village, mm-hmm. right? And it's true, and we all see that in so many different realms and so many various exposures that we have in the nonprofit sector that it takes a whole lot of people to make change. But it starts with one. And in this case, in this realm, it was you who saw a certain need or saw the promise or potential of two kids back when, and you decided to do something about it. I did, but I've always had help. I have always had people who I've worked with who have taken an interest in what we're doing, either because the students we were doing these things for were personal to them or because they just saw the value in what we were trying to achieve. So I've, you know, I've never done this by myself. I have always had, and none of, you know, none of these people are being paid. So I've always just had the good fortune to be surrounded by people who believe in what we're doing and are giving of themselves because nobody has an abundance of free time and everybody is is pitching in to make it happen. It's what, nine years in, eight years in since the very beginnings of this? Yeah. Okay. That gives you 
a good amount of time as a track record for earning your chops, if I could say that, as a social entrepreneur and a change maker. I'm just curious if somebody was to come to you and ask your advice, hey, I've got an idea that I think will have impact in society and will help people, and I really want to put it into motion. What would you say to them? I mean, there's a certain level of naivete that you need to have to do something like this. If I had known how hard and how much of my time and, you know, what a tremendous undertaking it was, I probably would have been much more cautious and I would have been much more deliberate um, about what I took on at a time. But I was 24-ish. I believed in what I was doing. And as long as you feel passionately about the mission and about what you're trying to accomplish, you know, you just kind of keep your head down and, and keep moving. And surrounding yourself with other good people who are on board and have the interest of your mission and all that you're doing in mind, I think, is really important. Where do you see Just Imagine in maybe five or ten years? That's a, that's a difficult question. You know, in a world where funding is unlimited and we don't have financial constraints, I would love for Just Imagine to be an actual place. I would love it to be staffed with people who can give individualized attention to our kids and really tailor their college prep experience and or workforce development experience to them. Um, you know, a place where we're always running workshops and college advising and financial aid and scholarship advice. And then, you know, as a bonus, you're also going to camp in the summer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we never really lose that piece because that's really how kids get hooked on what we're doing. Um, it motivates them to do well in school. It motivates them to be on their best behavior because they want the opportunity to go to, back to camp the following summer. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of tie all these things together and continue to serve as many kids well as possible. When we're not able to do it well, we have too many kids. Mm -hmm. and, and that's pretty much what I see. What you're doing is filling a void that was created by something. So there's, a lot, there's larger issues out there. Yeah, there are. there's no lack of issues out there in terms of income inequality and uh, access to education and access to higher education for a price that is manageable. I have really found that I can't, I can't affect change in a number of ways. And if I get caught up in all of the things that I'm unable to change and unable to make progress in, then I will probably get discouraged and be done. So I really try to just focus on the things that I am able to change and I am able to contribute to. And that kind of keeps me grounded and keeps us rolling because if I really got caught up in politics, especially being in DC, it would just be so discouraging. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I try to stay away from the things that I know I can't, can't change. Abby, you are inspiring to listen to and I've been privileged to see some of your work here today. I thank you for sharing your story and your perspective with me and those who are listening to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you.